Hi, welcome back to another episode of Cycling Talk Podcast with me, George Mahoney. Today, I'm joined by rider for Garden Shed, Ribble Verge Sport and Hope Factory Racing, Nathan Smith. I had such an amazing chat with Nathan. We spoke about the World Championships experience that he had in Fayetteville and also about his goals for the future as he is still so young. So I really hope you enjoy listening. Thank you for joining me today, Nathan. Yeah, hi, thank you. What's your first memory of being on a bike? I can vaguely remember riding um, a bike with um, the stabilizers just on the decking in the back of my house. But like, I think the first proper memory would be in the Alps when I was riding down some quite technical trail on a little 24 inch mountain bike and my <laughs> chain ends up snapping and we have to run back up the hill to find my chain. Oh, so. no. Yeah, that's my first proper memory, yeah. What's the first bike that you remember being really excited about? Um, there's probably two. So I think my first sort of bike was a BMX. Well, I had bikes before that, but like the first bike I was really excited to get would be this BMX because went to the local bike shop and it was like this shiny purple bike in the window and I just really wanted to get it. And then I got it for my birthday, so that was quite exciting. And then there was this uh, Scott Scale, so an uh, XE bike. I think that was like my 15th birthday or maybe a bit younger so that was like my first sort of like proper xe bike and it was like carbon and it was really exciting to get did you join a local club yeah so i rode for the birkenhead north end which is like the local club by me so i sort of got involved with that through like so my obviously my dad knew about it and my brother was into his road cycling back then before he sort of went into academics so he's obviously a part of that so i sort of joined along and then went to a few club rides and stuff so yeah got involved like that and can you tell me about your first race I can't remember the first race I mean I I didn't I never raced really long like under six I never really did that it was more under 12 at like these Welsh go rides I used to go to so I used to like these are sort of North Wales and I used to always go to these races and then I was always second behind Hugh Buck Jones and like for the like for about two years I always raced these go rides never been able to beat him and it was just like a really good rival we had it's quite a young age which disciplines did you ride when you first got into racing yeah it was just mostly mountain biking so i did a little bit of road i sort of did a bit more of it as i got older just going out with my parents on the road but yeah it was just mostly mountain biking i think i was sort of helped by my dad who was keen at like into his mountain biking from his like he was did quite a lot of adventure racing when he was a bit younger well, if he was ever young, I don't know. But yeah, so um, yeah, it's always been mountain biking. Did you ride a lot with your dad then? Yes. Well, yeah, as a, a younger child, it was always went out of family. I mean, my mum sort of just came along. She was never, I think she, she enjoyed it, but she was never that confident with the mountain biking. And then saving my brother, I mean, he's gotten a bit better at it now, but he never used to be that skillful on it. So it was mostly just me and my dad going out, but then, I started getting a bit more skillful than he did and then I got fitter and then ended up just going out on my own more often. You did some downhill when you were younger. Can you tell me more about this? I think, yeah, that was probably when I was like 12, 13. So like all I wanted to do back then was just race downhill. Like I didn't didn't enjoy XC. I just thought like road biking just wasn't cool or anything like that. And I just wanted to do downhill. So like we, I entered a couple back then and it was like quite exciting, but... I think it was more just like sort of the money involved to like enter a downhill like a 
British national downhill. It's like £85 for an entry. So it's just like that was one of the main sort of sticking points of it. And it's just, mm. I ended up getting into X Games and enjoying that more. Was cycling the only sport you did growing up or did you do others? Before I really got into cycling was I did triathlon. So there was sort of a local triathlon club not far from where I live. So I got involved in that. And then I think that's really where I sort of branched off from the cycling. Mm-hmm. So I obviously did triathlon, which involved the swimming and running, but I was never that great at the running. So like, I'd always do well in the first two, like first couple like sections of the triathlon, get to the run and just lose all my time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I did quite a lot of swimming and I kept up with that until the lockdown. So I was quite a keen swimmer, like three times a week and then, Sort of when I was in high school, I played quite a bit of hockey as well. You had a YouTube channel of mountain bike videos as a young teenager. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, I've always been keen in sort of like filming and just like playing with a GoPro and just getting little edits because it's just like sort of fun to watch back and just sort of editing is quite, I enjoy doing that. So yeah, I just sort of made them and just posted them. Like you always sort of hope you're going to become like a famous YouTuber at some point. So <laughs> I was sort of hoping for that, but it never quite happened. But yeah, I mean, recently I haven't really had time to make any more videos, but I'd definitely be keen to do that eventually. What do you remember about your first national race? I think it would have been Canic Chase as a first year under 14, I think. It was just, I think, I don't think it was national champs, it was just a national. And me and my dad went there and we had all like a tent and we camped at the venue and it was like quite quite an exciting sort of atmosphere because I've never really done anything like that before. And I think I finished at like 14th. So it wasn't a really bad position for my first race. And it was just like, it was quite a lot of fun. I just remember going around and having jelly babies in my back pocket as well because <laughs> I didn't really know what I was going to need for the race. So I just brought everything with me. What was the first team that you were a part of and how did you join the team? Yeah, I think that would have been Garden Shed. So I rode for my local club for like quite a few years and then it was only until the sort of start of last year when I joined Garden Shed. I think I approached them and then I got some better results over the cross season and they came back to me sort of asking me to be a part of the team and then yeah it's been really great having their support for the cross season. When did you have your first national podium? That would have been the Derby Sat Cross in 2019. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't really expect to do that. I was on the first row just about, I think, based off the year before. And then, yeah, I just, I sort of got off the front. I think Callum Laborde was with me. And then we were off the front. And then Max Grenzel was way back in the grid. So he was, took a while to catch, catch up. And I think it was on the last lap. I was still leading, but he just came past me. And he was just too strong. So I couldn't get the win, but I was pretty close. But it still felt pretty good to get that first national podium. Later that season, you got another national podium at Pembury. Can you tell me about that race? Um, what I remember the most is it was like it went really dark during our race. So, yeah, but it was a good course. I think back then, the sort of drier courses or like when it wasn't really muddy suited me more. I did well there. And yeah, it was another sort of race where it was Max and Ollie who were really strong. And then this time I managed to, Ollie got a bit away, I think. And then I sort of stayed on Max's wheel. We managed to catch Ollie and then we just, me and Max sort of went past him. And then the last few laps, Max got the gap on me, but I managed to secure a second again. How did your training change when you were at under 16 and you started competing at national races regularly? 
I think it was after that first national podium at Derby when you started thinking maybe I should look at getting a coach now because before then it was all just like just go on your bike, maybe just go up a hill a few times hard and just just ride your bike mostly. But then, so we got in touch with a local sort of person we knew that works at Chester University called Richard Bott. So he was my coach for about a year, maybe just a bit over. And yeah, like he was a great coach. So like he wasn't like, too strict on it so it was like obviously set me some sessions and like have training peaks sort of structured like that but there's a lot of sessions on there that just said just go out and just have a just ride your bike like it wasn't structured in some sense so yeah it was quite enjoyable still but also getting the training I needed. Who supported you to get to the national races that you were doing? Yeah so I think that was mostly was me and my dad so I think we got some support from the local club but I was like with it being more of a road club, they weren't really like hands-on with it. It was just more like a bit of funding towards some races. So yeah, it was just me and my dad and then my mum and my brother would sometimes come and it was just, yeah, because I am I was fairly new to cross. Like I hadn't done a lot of it and it was like, I'm still learning now. Like there's still a lot to learn from it. Just like with all like sort of tyre choices and presses and like just the courses. So it was just a lot of learning going on and just sort of getting the experience. How did you get more into racing on the road? I think that was just sort of local crit races. I never really did a lot of road races. I think there was a local league by us, uh, Litherland and Liverpool. And I used to do those every Wednesday night until I was involved in a crash where I was knocked off. I mean, I was lucky not to get any broken bones, but I got a bit of road rash and that just put me off. And like after that, I was like, I don't want to do road ever again. And the start of 2020, I did a few and I managed to just ride away from the front at the two of them. And I was like, quite surprised by that and it's just yeah so I thought I thought yeah maybe I'll give some more road to go but then obviously lockdown happened so mm. that sort of brought a halt to it. So when lockdown did happen in 2020 how did you stay motivated? I think it was pretty tough I mean at first like I was sort of thinking like what's the point in training I mean if there's no racing I've got no point in training so the first few weeks I just went off to my local woods and just built jumps and trails and just drove my mountain bike and so it was fairly relaxed in the training but then I'm not really sure how it just switched but I suddenly like sort of halfway through when the weather got better I just started going on the road bike more. I did a couple like 18-20 hour weeks during that lockdown just of road rides so something sort of switched inside of me just wanting to train harder and better and then yeah I think sort of in terms of that motivation it was just like going out and just enjoying it so like like I heard stories of people who had just been on the turbo like constantly even though we were still allowed to go outside and I just thought like if I was doing that I just I would have hated it so just getting out and just riding every day sort of treating it like I was a professional cyclist not having to go to school definitely made it pretty enjoyable. How did you manage your training and racing around your education? I mean with the lockdown I missed out on GCSEs so mm. I was quite happy with that because I'm not the most academic person so to find out my GCSEs were cancelled it was quite a relief and then I could just just ride my bike constantly but mm. the past couple of years with A-levels it's been a lot harder so my school is pretty supportive so like getting time off to go to races and sort of like the week off in America they were pretty happy with that because obviously they're happy to see me do well mm. they're pretty support supportive with that and then but it is still quite hard to juggle it all. And I feel like I've managed to just scrape through it at the moment, but I think these next two months leading up to the exams are going to be pretty hard to juggle yeah. it. You did your first World Cup 
at the end of 2020 in Tabor. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was pretty interesting because it was just in the middle of, say, the lockdown. So, because I got selected to do European champs as well. So it was like sort of everything seemed normal and all of a sudden everything went into lockdown again. So, but like we probably weren't going to go and then we just decided like, let's just try and go, like just, let's just book it. So like with the flight, it sort of worked out perfectly, like fly out Friday afternoon, sort of not missing much school and then fly back, fly back on Sunday evening. So it just seemed to work so well that we just went for it. And then when we got there, it was like, it was, it was so much easier. Like, so once you got past all the sort of COVID rules, it was just like, quite relaxing really and then yeah so obviously I missed out on that sort of GB experience that you would normally expect when you go to a world cup so it was sort of like similar to the other races I've done where it's just me and my dad but yeah it was still just an amazing experience to be out in another country just racing my bike. And how did it feel to represent Great Britain for the first time? I mean yeah getting that first skin suit and jacket is, is pretty cool feeling so yeah I mean I got that and then obviously I got like sort of all the lockdowns came in then we couldn't race so I was pretty gutted about it but then to be able to still go out and then race in the kit it does feel pretty special. What was your actual first race as a junior at the end of 2020? I think there was a few no not like uh, what was it no nonsense races going on in Skipton that they were putting on so there was a couple of those and I managed to get quite a surprising result at one of them where I came second overall first junior sort of beating some of the top under 23 lads so that sort of was quite a surprise to me and then I went into that Milnthorpe race but that was like I was I got a good start and I was leading for a couple of laps and then all the mud clogged up it was like drying mud so it was dead sticky and we couldn't pit so I hopped on my second bike and then it just went backwards from there and I sort of mm. didn't get the result I'd hoped for but I still did enough to get selected for Tabor. As a first year junior in the mountain bike in 2021 you took part in some of the uh, national XC series. Round one in the early June was at Woody's Bike Park in Cornwall and you finished fourth. Were you happy with that result for your first race and do you think the course suited you? Yeah, I was pretty happy with that result. Obviously, a podium would have been even better, but I wasn't really sure what to expect going into it because I hadn't raced all these people for a couple of years and then, yeah, it was... It was a different course. No one had ridden it before. And it was obviously a lot hillier than most of the other nationals. Like, so, yeah, I wasn't really sure expecting what was going to happen. But, yeah, Corin and Joe Blackmore went off the front of that race, got a pretty good gap. And then it was me and Ben Chilton that were sort of battling it out. So I did come pretty close to the podium. So I was a bit disappointed. But, yeah, I was happy with how I rode. And, yeah, I thought the course was really fun. So like, I sort of enjoyed all the jumps and, like, the berms going down the hill and then just straight back up. Like the climbs are pretty hard being so steep, but you know, when you sort of get to the top and you've got a long, fun descent, sort of makes it easy to get into the top of those climbs. Later that month, you took part in La Tuile Junior Series and finished 18th. Can you tell me about that race and how it was different to racing mountain bike in the UK? Yeah, so we drove down with the Matt Cox and Jack Humphreys. So it was quite a long drive sort of into it was like it wasn't too far into Italy it's sort of just past the French border but still a long way to go and then we get there and I go on the course for the first time and I was sort of like I'm a bit shocked really how technical it is because compared to all the national courses that I'd been used to it was just like completely different like there was no section on the course that was easy 
was either a really technical descents or a really steep climb. So, yeah, it was quite a different experience, but I think it sort of benefited me being like quite a skillful rider. So yeah, I just sort of enjoyed the race moving forward because I was gridded quite far back. And then, yeah, to finish 18th, it felt pretty good. You had your first national win as a junior in Monmouth. The weather was absolutely horrible that day. Talk to me about your race. Yeah, it was quite a weird race, really, because obviously the weather just completely changed before a race. I mean, one thing that I think definitely helped is 10 minutes before the start, it started chucking it down. And my dad just said, oh, if we put some studs in your shoes, like you would for cross. So I had some spikes in the front of my shoes, which like in the end helped quite a lot because going down that descent at the top of the hill the first time, it was just like ice. Like no one was able to ride it. Like all the elites in front of us were like sort of all piling up on each other. And it's just like you ended up having to run a lot of the course. So it felt like weird. So when I, I crossed the line, I sort of, it didn't feel like I'd won the, like a national because it just didn't feel like a normal sort of race. Like it ended up being nearly two hours long because sort of the laps were still like seven laps and it was like 20 minute laps. And it was just like, it was sort of a weird race where like, it didn't feel like I'd just won a national. So it took me a few days to sort of come around, like come to realisation that I'd won one. And like, once I'd done that, I was pretty happy with it. But yeah, it was sort of very interesting. You finished third at the National Championships at Newnham Park in Plymouth with very different conditions to Monmouth. Did you like the course there? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was all right, but it could have done a bit more like technical features in it. It had that one rock garden, which I think was sort of the main feature. And then after that, it was like fairly straightforward. So with a lot of the race ended up being sort of a bunch race mm. with like me, Corin, Joe Blackmore and Ben Chilton up the front until Joe got a puncture and then Corin and Ben sort of got ahead of me after I had a crash with a lap rider. So, yeah, it was sort of, I feel like for national champs, it wasn't the best course as mm. they could have made, made it a bit more technical, but yeah, it was still made for some good racing and a good result. You finished your Axie season in August with a second at the Ringwood National. Another very different course to Woody's and Monmouth. What features do you think suit you in XC and what are your strengths on the mountain bike? I think it is definitely a lot of the technical skill. So I've always like sort of had that sort of skill as when I was younger and I was able to like develop it. Sort of just always riding my mountain bike sort of at the local trails and just sort of doing big jumps and just sort of scaring my parents. So yeah, I think having sort of technical features always helps and I think my fitness and strength has just come along with it as I've just sort of trained more and progressed in that way so yeah I think a technical course with short like sharp climbs suits me. In December 2021 I was joined by you and the rest of the Garden Shed team to talk about how your cross season was going. If anyone hasn't listened to the episode they should definitely check out that episode. When we spoke, you had had a brilliant season and you had won the National Trophy Junior Series with a race to spare and you were getting ready to head out to Namor with Team GB. A lot changed in those couple of days. Can you tell me what happened leading up to your trip? Yeah, so we were planning to drive down through uh, the Euro Tunnel through Calais and then France has changed all their rules so we basically just couldn't go through France they were just basically shut the borders down so 
like GB just turned around and said, we just can't take anyone. It's just, it's like, it just isn't really possible. And then at first we thought, well, there's nothing we can really do here, but we sort of looked into it and managed to book a ferry from Hull to Rotterdam and then drive through to Belgium. So yeah, it was sort of, it worked out all right in the end. And yeah, it was just like, because obviously I'd raced the uh, Europeans and Tabor a month before with the GB team. And it is good going out with the team because it's obviously sort of that sort of whole team experience and sort of with all your mates, it's really good. But yeah, it's still nice just to be able to get out and race. Can you tell me about how the race went? Yeah, so I got a pretty good start. So it starts up the sort of a pretty steep hill, which I think suits me. So by the top of the hill, I think I was leading and then... I think I was leading or maybe second or third wheel by the top of the hill into the first ascent. And then down that first ascent, I managed to get a front wheel puncture because there's just all these rocks and roots. So mm. I just I just rode. I still kept like riding it as if I hadn't got a puncture. So it was pretty sketchy on some of the, like when the course sort of hits a bit of a tarmac road, I felt the wheel like sort of fold underneath me. But it wasn't too far to the pit. So I managed to get the second bike and then didn't lose too much time. But I was thinking I was maybe dropped back to about 10th wheel and I sort of thought to myself, I was at the front, let's get back to the front. So I used quite a lot of energy trying to get back there. And then sort of second or third lap, I was at the front of the race and then was sort of bleeding quite well and getting a good gap. And then David Haverding managed to close the gap back on me. And then just as he did that, I managed to get a rear punch at the very like, bottom of the cobbles, which was really unfortunate because like, it's just like, the worst possible place you get a puncher because it's so far to the pits and then that sort of just lost the whole race for me so and like whether I could have beaten David well I mean I wouldn't we can't really know we'll have to wait and see for another race <laughs> because yeah I think I the first sort of half of the race where I got that first puncher and used up a lot of energy to catch up it tire me out I think sort of David comes like stronger as he goes so it would have been a good finish sort of seeing who finished on top but it sort of it happens with punches and there's nothing you can do. You stayed out in Belgium for Christmas and took part in the World Cup Boxing Day race in Dendermonde, finishing second. Tell me about the race. Yeah, so it was just like really horrible conditions. It was cold and wet and I went off the start, not getting the best start. And then I managed to make my way back to the front and then sort of because it was so muddy and just like deep mud gaps open really well. So sort of gaps open, I'm sort of with David sort of on his wheel and then I managed to hit, get another puncher because like, there was these like steep banks into like concrete slabs before the mud sort of, I think they, they sort of put these down for the race because I think the year before it was just so muddy, it was a running race, but where these sort of transition between these banks to concrete where it was like some sharp edges of concrete, mm. I think my front wheel just hit one of those too hard and just got a front flat, so... I didn't lose too much time this time because it was just deep mud so I could still ride on it to the pits but I lost the gap to David and then it was that sort of the race like results there the couple laps to go. The following day and a third in the Super Prestige Houston's older is this the first time that you've been in Belgium for the Christmas period? Yeah so originally we planned to go out for a few more races and for a longer time but Sort of with all the quarantine rules, we weren't really sure what was going to happen. So we just went out for those two races. But we still got the ferry from Rotterdam to Hull, well, the other way around. And then on Christmas Eve, so we spent Christmas Day there, just me and my dad. It was quite a weird experience because like 
we've realized in the morning on Christmas Day we needed some food for dinner. Whereas like normally you'd think all the shops would be closed, but we just go to the local Carrefour and there's, there's people in there just doing their weekly shop. So it's like it's quite a sort of strange experience. But yeah, it was still quite cool to be out there. And I like definitely want to do it again next year or well, this year, yeah. And how was the Super Prestige race that day? I mean, it was like completely different to the race the day before, with it being a dry course and a lot faster. So I think there's still a bit of fatigue in my legs from the day before with Dendermon being so muddy and sort of a power course. So I wasn't sure how I was going to go and then went off the start line and got an all right start, but not sort of ideal. And then made my way up to like second place, trying to chase down David, who got a gap. And then with a couple laps to go, Aaron Docks and another Belgian catch me. And then with a lap to go, it's sort of battling for that second and third place. And then I managed to sort of sprint finish against Aaron and ended up with third. This year's national championships were held at Crawley and it's fair to say you were everyone's favourite to win the national title. I spoke to you before the race and I know that you were really looking forward to it, but unfortunately it didn't go to plan. Can you talk me through what happened? Yeah, so I managed to get a small gap off that first half of the lap, so it was going pretty well. And then I go in for a pit because it's just sort of, it was obviously muddy and it's just like good practice to try and get a clean bike as soon as you can. So I go into the pit and then as soon as I hop onto my second bike, the chain sort of dropped off the front chain ring. And I'm not really sure how it was managed because I hadn't even like sort of ridden the bike yet. So I get it back on, sort of losing the lead. And then I ride further, further down the course. And then all of a sudden it sort of jams. And like I sort of stand at the side of the course for a good couple of minutes, sort of trying to fix it, just not really knowing what's gone on with it. And then I've come to the conclusion that I just couldn't fix it. So I had to run all the way back to the pits, which was such a long way to go. And that sort of lost the race for me. And then, yeah, so there was quite a shame with that. But then I think what we realised, it was one of the um, t- uh, teeth on the inner chain ring had bent. I'm not sure if this happened before the race or during when it got jammed, but yeah, it's sort of, I think that could have been one of the problems, but it's sort of like, it's hard to see these things. And then it's just a shame that it sort of ended the race for me. And how did you feel after the race? Yeah, I was pretty upset because obviously I wanted to win that national champs jersey because I've never, never won it before or really come close to it. So going to the race, feeling like I was, able to win it and then have that happen to me was quite a shame but at the same time it's like I knew that where I was at currently with my form it was still really good and that I still had a good chance of being selected for world champs so I wasn't too upset with it but as you can expect it was still quite annoying that I'd lost it. A week later we were in Yorkshire at Bolton Hall for the final national trophy race You had an incredible ride and took the win. What did you like about the course and venue? I think it was just, well, I've been there before on a GB training camp. So I sort of had an idea what it was going to be like, where it was just mostly sort of grass and slippy mud. So sort of going there, have an idea what it could be like was always good to have in the back of your mind. And then, yeah, I think the course was quite fun. It had that quite a long drag up the back and then, sort of a lot of recovery through the corners. So, yeah, because I'd had a couple of hard blocks of training leading up to that race, sort of not really targeting it because I'd already won the series. So it was more just like use it as a training block and just go as hard as I could. So, yeah, I think it was a good race for that. And then, of course, it was a lot of fun. 
Your cyclocross season ended with a pretty big race, the Cyclocross World Championships. Firstly, can you tell me about how it felt to be selected and where you were when you found out? I think, well, I'd been speaking to Matt Ellis a bit leading up to it and he was like, based on my past result, it was like, he was fairly certain I was going to be selected. So it wasn't really like getting selected. It was like, I mean, obviously it's always good to be selected, but I didn't really, it wasn't a massive surprise. I'd sort of been hinted that there was that possibility. So, but I think you just get an email just like randomly sometimes from BC just saying you've been selected. I can't really remember where I was at the time, but I think I must have got a message from my dad or something. And then I just see the message and you sort of read through it and you sort of like, once you get that email, you know it's official. And just, yeah, sort of knowing I was going to be going to America was quite cool. I want to ask you about the build-up to the race. When did you travel to the US and did all of Team GB travel out together? Yeah, so we travelled out on the 24th on a Monday from Heathrow and most of the team travelled. So the riders who were like on their trade team, so like Pidcock and Thomas Meme with like Ineos and Tormin, so they sort of flew out with their own teams because I think they must have been in Belgium at the time or sort of it was just easier for them to fly out from somewhere else instead of coming into the UK from Heathrow. So apart from some of those riders, it was mostly just, yeah, all the Team GB flying out from Heathrow. So, yeah, it was quite cool. How did COVID restrictions affect you once you arrived in America? Yeah, it didn't really affect us at all. All we had to do was get a COVID test before we went got on the plane. But after that, it was fairly straightforward. So I think they're pretty relaxed over there currently with all their rules. So... I don't think you really had to wear a mask either in public places, but we sort of did anyway as a team just to sort of be safe. But yeah, it was pretty relaxed and just easy going. Did you all stay together once you got out into America? Yeah, so we all stayed at this one hotel, sort of in the middle of Fayetteville. I think all like Pidcock and the other riders who'd obviously flown separately, they all stayed at the same hotel, so that was nice. And yeah, we all stayed together and sort of went out for dinners together. And it was quite a good sort of team atmosphere. Oh, nice. Do you remember how it felt the first time you got to see the course at Fayetteville and the first time that you rode it? Yeah, I think I went on it on Thursday because sort of how my training was leading up to it because I wanted an easy day on Friday. So I went on Thursday to look at it. And then, yeah, because it was obviously not many people had ridden it yet on Thursday. So it was, wasn't really cut up and the descents were still pretty like I don't know because by the end by the race there was a lot of ruts but in practice there wasn't so yeah I think it was pretty dry as well but like it was like on Thursday it was like not bone dry compared to the race it was like quite moist I think it must have been quite wet overnight so yeah just, I remember being quite slippy and sort of just riding the course like sort of just taking it all in and just trying to get used to the like sort of the terrain and just get the tire pressures right. There's obviously been a lot of talk about your bikes and you not being able to ride your Rebel team bike. Can you tell me what happened and how you were feeling when you found out you couldn't ride your bikes? I mean, it happened on the Friday. So I went out on an easy ride of Hattie Hondon, just like around some local roads in the morning. And then I get back to the hotel and go up for my uh, go up to the room, have a shower, come back for lunch. And my bikes are just aren't there anymore. And I sort of, I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought maybe the mechanics wanted to like look at them or clean them. So I sort of just go on with my day, just everything normal, just sort of sat in the hotel room watching some Netflix. And then 
later on in that day, Matt Ellis comes in, just sort of telling me what's happened. And I'm just like, at first, I sort of think like, I can't race anymore. It's like, what's going to happen? But obviously, with the support we had there, and obviously Matt Ellis and the mechanics, they managed to sort me out with a, two more bikes before they'd even told me. So sort of being informed that I was still going to race on some bikes was obviously helpful in that situation. Were they just Trek bikes or were they Sven Nieses bikes? So one bike was Sven Nieses bike, like the one he'd been riding when he was there on practice. So that was like quite a surprise to be told that. And then the other one was a a brand new Trek Bar Wars coloured bike, fresh out of the box, like a brand new frame just built up just for me for that race. So yeah, it was quite cool to have that sort of support. And then, yeah, just knowing I was riding a Legends bike. And how much time did you get to ride on the bikes and did they feel different from what you were used to yeah so the mechanics managed to pretty much build them as identical as they could to my current bikes so i had friday evening i went around a car park to sort of just sort of testing them see what they felt like but and then so i had saturday practice and that was pretty much it just an hour and a half i think i spent i think i've only spent about an hour on them on the course but they felt pretty comfortable. The mechanics had done a really good job at sort of making them as close as they could. So the only sort of problem I had was they had wider bars than I was used to. Because I think Sven must ride wider bars and then it was a sort of recabling. It was quite a tough job to do on the night. So I had to sort of stick with those wider bars. But apart from that, they felt pretty good. I think it's a great example of how like great the cyclocross community is. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, because it's not really the ideal situation sort of leading up to Worlds, but knowing I've got the support and then the mechanics and obviously Trek willing to help so I can still get to that start line. Yeah, it is a good community. Your race was on the Sunday. What did you do on the Saturday while some of the rest of the team were racing? Yeah, so I went on the course in the morning and then I watched a couple laps of Zoe's race, but I sort of I mean, it wasn't too cold, but I wanted to just get back to the hotel and sort of just rest the legs. So I just rode back to the hotel and just sort of relaxed and just sort of watched the races on the live stream. So yeah, I sort of didn't do too much that day, apart from just watch the racing and just sort of relax and just recover the legs. How did you feel on the Sunday morning and how was the build-up to the race? Yeah, I mean, I felt pretty nervous because I sort of gone there with the possibility of winning this race and like having that in the back of your mind is pretty sort of yeah it's, it's all gets to you but I know I've done everything I can leading up to this race and that I was just at, at the end of the day it's just another race so I sort of just built up like sort of did the same as I always would for a race where I just wake up have breakfast get to the course and then do my same routine as always and just kept it as normal as possible. You had an incredible ride and finished third how did it feel standing on the World Championship podium and receiving a bronze medal? Yeah, it felt pretty special. Like just because it's a big crowd there, you can just like standing on the podium, you see all these people just watching this like presentation. It's it's pretty cool. And then, I mean, knowing that I was pretty close to getting that rainbow jersey, it was like there's obviously a little bit of disappointment because I came so close to it, but still getting that bronze medal, it just like yeah, it was definitely one of the most like highlights of a season and then just yeah it was very cool what did you like about the course at Fayetteville I saw I liked the sort of long descent with the corners it was quite fun and then I think 
the jump after the steps. So you ran up the steps and went down the big hill and then there was that little jump where sort of everyone was just doing a few jumps and whips. And so, yeah, I think those two things were pretty fun to ride. What happened after the race and when did you fly back to the UK? Yeah, so I we sort of stayed there and then I watched um, the other races, obviously. Straight after my race, I had to go to anti-doping and like all those sort of things after races like that. So I couldn't really watch any of Hattie's race in the Un-23, but I managed to watch all of Tom's race. And this the atmosphere was pretty crazy. It was like everyone, like all around the course, there's someone cheering. And it's just, yeah, it's a pretty cool place to be. And then, yeah, I think we went out for a nice meal that night as well. Everyone's sort of celebrating what's happened the past two days and just enjoying being out there and then we flew back on the Monday so it was yeah it was a sort of a midday flight so it wasn't too early or too stressful so yeah it was quite a good trip. It must have been amazing to have your first World Champs experience and the GB team being so successful in that time. Yeah I mean I've been selected for Ostend the year before until the junior race got cancelled so so I hadn't really gone to the World Champs with much experience in a World Champs race, but sort of, yeah, getting a bronze medal felt pretty cool. I mean, I went there with sort of a goal of maybe winning it, but one thing I said to myself is I'd like to get on the podium no matter what happens. So sort of achieve my goal was definitely sort of, yeah, it was pretty cool. Have you had a bit of time off the bike since then or were you straight onto the mountain bike? Yeah, so I had sort of two weeks off the bike and then I still went on like a couple of rides, but nothing too much. And then I went to a couple like mountain bike rides, but yeah, just two weeks off. And then this last week, I'm in on the bike a bit more, just like sort of unstructured training, just sort of going out and just ride my mountain bike, going on the road, just sort of enjoying it. What do you have coming up over the next few weeks? And when does your XC season start? Yeah, so on sunday i have a gb training camp in north wales with the mountain bike team so that'll be some a bit of good fun just riding some nice trails and and then i think end of march i should be hopefully going out to marseille and with the gb team nice. for the race one of the uh, sort of early like junior world series which would be good to get some early points and then some experience i know that you're going to be riding for hope fracture racing for the xc season do you have any goals for this year um, yeah, I think sort of just getting more experience because last year I sort of missed out on some of the European races because of the situation with the lockdown. So sort of hopefully getting out to more races and sort of seeing what more courses are like. And I'd like to also win national champs. So I've obviously haven't raced my mountain bike this year, so I don't know exactly where I'm at, but I'm hoping my fitness will be similar to what it was like at Southern Cross. So that would definitely be another goal. And then a sort of end of the mountain bike season will be world champs and sort of just yeah aim for the win hopefully in the cyclocross you'll be in under 23 do you have any aims for the next cross season yeah i think it's just sort of like just yeah just doing as much as i can just getting involved in everything and just hopefully going out to europe even more than i did last year and just racing all these courses and just like because one of the things with cyclocross is racing those courses and sort of learning them because all the pros have ridden those courses the whole life and just like the more experience you have on a course, sort of the sort of the more you can focus on the race and just give it everything you have. So I think just yeah, getting out to all those courses in the in Europe would definitely be one of my big aims and just sort of 
yeah, just trying to get the best results I can. Can't really go there expecting to win everything as a first year under 23 because there's some really strong riders I'll be against. But yeah, it'll be good fun. Is there anyone that you're really looking forward to being on the start with as an under 23? Um, I guess, well, with some of the under 23 races, they sort of combine with the elites, especially sort of the, um, like the uh, smaller races. So yeah, I think sort of knowing that like Van der Poel or Walter Van Aert or Peacock are on that front row and I'm somewhere in the middle or at the back would be pretty cool and sort of try not to get pulled in the race and not to get lapped by them would definitely be a pretty big goal so yeah I think just sort of racing against them is a really good experience. Where do you see yourself in five years time? Yeah like hopefully still ride my bike and on a pro team sort of still being a multidiscipline rider so I'd like to do some more road this year and sort of see what happens with that, try and get some good results. So like, even if that meant in five years time, I'm sort of a full-time road rider. I like, that's what I'd like to do. So just sort of anything that involves bikes and hopefully make a living out of it. Where's your favourite place to ride for fun? Um, yeah, so sort of anywhere that's got jumps, really. I just enjoy... <laughs> riding jumps and getting in the air so I recently went to somewhere in Wales called Revolution Bike Park last weekend and did some big jumps and I just find that really fun because it was also an uplift place so all you do is just ride down a hill all day and it's just a lot of fun. What's your favourite race you've ever done? I think it would probably be Tabor because all both times I've been there it's been quite successful I just really enjoyed the course so yeah it's definitely somewhere that's been quite memorable and obviously it's where I got my first World Cup podium as well so. What race would you really like to do that you haven't done yet? I think probably the Tour de France would be quite cool to do. Obviously it's a bit of a long shot because it's such like a prestigious race but it's just that sort of race that even just sort of getting on the start line for it would be really cool and just sort of <laughs> yeah being with all the pros and hopefully being one of the pros as well. What's your favourite XC course to watch and to ride? I think to watch would be Nova Mesto. I just think the course looks a lot of fun and then sort of as they go through the pump track in the middle of the course as well. So hopefully this season I'll be able to race that course in the mm. summer. So that'll be quite a cool experience. And then I think the currently the my favourite race I've done would be La Toile on that course as it was just like really technical and just like, yeah, it was, the course has really suited me. And now the same for cyclocross. What's your favourite course to ride and then your favourite to watch on TV? Yeah, I think it would have to be Tabora again because it's like I've ridden it two times now. So I sort of have the idea of what the course is like and just it just suits me. I just find it really fun. And then to watch, I think Valdesol was pretty cool to watch as it was sort yeah. of a snow race and it's never really happened before. So. I think sort of in the, on the day the racing didn't really turn out as sort of as exciting as you would have hoped. But I think just sort of the background of the course in the middle of the mountains just looked really cool. What do you think about cyclocross possibly being a winter Olympic sport? Yeah, I think it would definitely improve the sport, like make it even more well known. But at the same time, I don't really think it needs it as a sport because it's got such a big sort of I don't know, like such a big following, especially in Belgium, Netherlands, that it might maybe having it in the Olympic sport sort of change that the way it's sort of, I don't know how to word it really. 
I think it would do a lot for the funding because, you know, cyclists doesn't always get a lot of funding because it's not an Olympic sport. So it could help with younger riders and like fund more riders to go and experience races in Europe. Yeah, because mountain biking and road through the GB programme get a lot more funding, whereas it's Harley Cross doesn't. So in terms of funding, yeah, it'll definitely help. But I think if you went like, hopefully you'll get managed to get out to Belgium soon as sort of a youth rider and you'll sort of realise like the atmosphere they have out there, it's already pretty big and it's just, it's still growing. So I think, yeah, if it could be in the Olympics, it'll definitely be pretty cool. And like they might have to involve more snow as well. So maybe there'll be more World Cups in snowy conditions. Are you excited about there being a cyclocross World Cup in the UK? Yeah, I think it'll just be nice not having to travel so far. Because, yeah, you're always having to travel to these World Cups or sort of worry about where you're going to stay in that, where it'll be sort of not having to think about that. You could sort of treat it as a national and then sort of have that home advantage as well, which, like, sort of, I think that also helped in America because everyone had to travel there. Obviously, the Americans and Canadians were quite close, but all the Belgians and Dutch, which are normally the sort of the ones to beat, were all out of their comfort zone as well. So Mm. I think it will definitely be a good race. Who's your favourite current rider? I think it would probably be Tom Peacock because he's just like so, like he's just very multidisciplinary and just like so strong as a young rider as well. Like he's only 22 and it's just like think what he's achieved so far is pretty amazing. Did you get a bit starstruck when you met him at Worlds? Yeah, so like it was just like sort of seeing how he is, like he's still quite a bit of a kid really. Like you wouldn't like... Obviously, he's serious when he has to be sort of on the race day, but leading up to it, it's like he's just he's just a 22-year-old just riding his bike. And it's just like, yeah, it's just like sort of knowing that I'm there in the same hotel as this like Olympic champion. It's like quite cool. Who's your favourite rider of all time? I think sort of who I looked up to, especially growing up, would be Danny McCaskill. Mm. Sort of watching his the videos he made and just the way he's always been able to ride a bike so well. It's just like... I remember that was one of the sort of first videos I watched on mountain biking or any sort of cycling. What's your advice for young riders? I think just enjoying it and just going out on your bike. So like not worrying too much about what's the right training to do or anything. It's just as long as you're enjoying it, it's all that really matters, yeah. You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? Any sort of just upbeat music, really sort of it's sort of sort of yeah it's getting me in the mood but it can't be too much because you sort of want to keep calm at the same time so I mean I'm, I'm not I don't often listen, listen to music sort of leading up to it it's not really part of my routine I sort of just think about I just go through the course through my head and just have thoughts in my mind so but yeah if I was going to listen to some music I'd definitely put some sort of upbeat but at the same time mm. kind of calm music thank you so much for joining me today Yeah, thanks for having me. It was so nice to chat to Nathan again, but this time on his own individual interview. I speak to him at races and he's always so nice, so it was great to sit down and talk through his cycling career so far. You can find other great cycling stories from Cycling Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my Buzzsprout website, or wherever you get your podcasts. And the podcast is on social media, So I'd love it if you'd give us a follow on the usual social media places. Thanks so much for listening. See you on the bike.